Chapter 8. If this is an abundance, then what is it? I was already used to be to be flowing very high for the last few months, living in pure magic, with all the events, big, small, medium, events of all kinds and magnitudes presenting themselves in my daily existence at the precise moment, in the precise amount, in the precise fashion, without me even asking for absolutely anything, as I used to do in my previous life, in which I have gone to things I believed I wanted, and asked with deep intensity every night at bedtime, or I used to light candles with specific wishes and things along those lines. Now that I realize it, since that last couple of years, since the last couple of years, I do not do any of that. It was nothing pre-planned. It has been something completely gradual, completely imperceptible. I have realized about it just now as I write this. But yes, the last few, the last few months, everything has come practically to a point in which I think of something and it is suddenly there as the most natural thing in the world. And when I see it or feel it, I realize that was exactly what I was thinking about or desiring in that precise moment. Everything in a very subtle and natural way. It is so interesting to me how everything is coming to be. So much unbelievable abundance in my life, but again, it is not unbelievable to me anymore. It is becoming the most normal thing in my world. And something that amuses and excites me, but does not surprise or amaze me like it did before. It does keep an eternal smile on my face and infinite joy in my eyes and intense happiness, happiness in my being. And even though I could go on forever with stories and memories of the endless details of synchronicities and abundance in my daily life during these past couple of years, there are two of them that have a very special place in my heart. For the overwhelming attention to details that life or the universe or the name does not really matter, put together to make me realize the magnitude of what was taking place at that moment of my life. The trip to the Sequarium. One day of April of 2015, at 10.56 a.m., my child's teacher sends an email that talks about this trip for the first time, asking if parents were approving of their child going Nine minutes later, I replied to her and said, absolutely. She did not answer anything else until about a week later. And I, res and I responded how happy I was about their trip and how much we loved that place. I talked to my mom about me telling the teacher that if they needed parents to volunteer, I would be delighted to go. And my mom was very excited for me to go, and she thought it was a great idea for me to volunteer because that way I could be close to my child 
since they would be so far from home. And I just kept thinking in a very deep, in very deep excitement, how much fun it would be for me to spend this day with my dear child, classmates, and teachers. In this environment that we've come to love so much since two years ago. And what an incredible experience it would be for my child to see me there, since this young mind only associates that place with family, not with something school-related. And to combine everything in one place so far from home would be quite unique for this little mind and very delightful for me. In the meantime, my child's teacher sent out a general email saying that since there has been such an interest among parents to volunteer to this event, she will find out the amount of money that parents would need to pay for the entrance tickets. And that the children tickets were covered by the school, but parents willing to go would have to pay for their tickets. And in my mind, I said, great, things are moving along. Then one Monday, already in May, as I was sitting at the bench during my child's soccer session, somewhere around 6.30 p.m., one parent from my child's class asked me if I was going to the seaquarium with the kids. And my eyes illuminated as I said, yes, I love that place. And he goes on talking about how he doesn't know how much the ticket is and that it is probably too expensive and that he did not know whether we all fit in the bus. <clears throat> and I said that I wanted to go anyways. Talked about the different shows and how they compare to the ones in the more famous aquarium in another city. And I told him about the day we, we sat right on the spot where the whale lifts that impressive wall of water. And what an experience that was and how we had never expected it to be something so powerful, and what happened to my dad's camera as the result of it, and how my child was scared and somewhat paralyzed at first, and then quickly got over it, and was even amused by the experience, and on and on. And then I explained to him that I was sure we would be um, asked to drive our cars, since all the school buses are so small and barely have enough room for the students and their teachers, and that I would want my child to go in the bus to have the full classroom experience learning about the ocean habitat, and I would just follow the bus, and maybe on the way back bring my child with me, and depending on the time we would, go to, uh, we would stop by Grandpa's house and spend a few minutes with him, or if not, if, if other parents wanted to carpool, I would just carpool with them and perhaps bring the kids on the way back with us or just follow the bus again. None of it mattered to me at all. Inside of me, the only thing that was present was eagerness, anticipation, fun, all kinds of nice expectations about how much we would enjoy that day. I looked up the prices and told him and he still was not convinced and I kept saying that I was going anyways and how, ha how happy I was about going still expecting my child's teacher teacher's follow-up email 
with the directions for what parents needed to do, the prices, etc. And the next day, not even 24 hours later, I received an email from her directed to me and two other parents saying that we were the first three parents that expressed interest in going with the kids and since there was some money left over, our entrance to the park was covered. Honestly, I was not expecting that at all. I was just waiting for the follow-up email with the instructions and was extremely happy about being able to go and have that experience with my child. But at the same time, all I, I said was, thank you, universe, and felt, in, felt it as the most natural thing and something really normal. I, of course, did not expect these specific details. I was just expecting to be good. And it turned out to be more delightful and amusing than anything I had ever imagined. Some days passed by without um, major thinking about the trip on my part. Well, that is not really true. I had been so excited about it, so excited. I told all my close people about it, the ones close by and the ones far away. In my mind, I am constantly thinking about it. And I do not even know why. We have been there already. I'm not a kid anymore. That is part of my comment to everyone I talk to about it. The fact that I'm not a kid anymore and I'm more excited than if I were one. My mom gave me a blue Life is Good t-shirt and I automatically said, I am going to wear this one on this aquarium field trip. Then I said, I will wear it with my blue sunglasses and then we went to the store for my mom to get some Mother's Day presents and all I had in my mind was the field trip. So I ended up getting a blue backpack to be able to carry my child's foot easier. And at the same time, wear something that matches with this aquarium. And blue shoes. I kept telling the story of how lucky I was to my closest people, amused by how things were happening without me even thinking that any of that was possible. Last night at soccer practice, another parent asked me whether I was going to the field trip. And I said, of course. Then whether I was driving my car and whether I was meeting them at school and whether I was taking my child in the car with me or in the bus with the teachers and the kids. To which I said that yes, I was driving my car and I was going to meet them early at school which I thought was what everybody would do, and that for the trip to the aquarium, I preferred that my child rides with the teachers and classmates in the bus, and I follow in my car for the full experience of going on the field trip with everybody else. Otherwise, it would be like riding in the car with me, just like going to any of the many places we go together, just the two of us. And then I added that maybe if it was too late, I would take my child in the car with me on the way back. And that I did not mind if another parent wanted to ride with me, etc., etc. The morning of the trip, my child was tired because of a long day the day before, bowling, then soccer, 
and getting to bed later than I wanted to, and I miscalculated the time that morning and got out of bed, out of the house later than we needed to. And one of my eyes was a little reddish because something had fallen in it. And I was thinking, what if they think that I have a pink eye and I will be contagious to the kids? I should stay and have them take my child. And then I was thinking, but wait, I have been wanting to go on this trip for the longest time for my child to have the experience, etc., etc. And I know I do not have a pink eye. I mean, it is pink, but not for the reason that people usually fear pink eyes. So I was with all of that tug of war inside of me to go, not to go, total indecision. Not a nice feeling at all, no. That was a normal state of being for me before, but that was not who I am now. And then I say, I am going. Got out of the house and into my car and realized, oh my God, I ended up not putting gasoline in my car last night. Well, I will rush to school because it's already late. Then I will have them take my child in the bus with them. I will follow them. And if I make it to the place, fine. And on the way back, stop for gas. And if I see the gas is getting empty, then I will stop for gasoline and catch up with them later. So very short time to get to school, but pretty good ride. We would have enough time to barely make it. And all of a sudden, almost right at the exit we needed to take for school, the traffic totally stopped. There were so many cars that it appeared that there was no hope to at least start moving anytime soon. I called the teacher and told her, we're almost at the exit, but the traffic stopped. Just leave and I will head south with my child and meet you there. And she quickly goes, nope, we will wait for you until you get here. To which I did not have anything to respond. In my heart, I was so appreciative of her words. I just said thank you and hung up just in case other parents were also calling her. And the second I hung up, the traffic cleared as if by magic. And it was such a smooth ride that we made it by the time they said they wanted to leave. Getting to school parking lot was somewhat shocking to me. I was expecting to see at least five or six parents there and the teachers already getting all the students in the vans, but nothing, deserted. Since it was much earlier than the start of the school day, the parking lot was deserted. I was lucky enough that the school bookkeeper arrived at that moment. I asked her and she thought they would have left by now, but said she would check for me anyways. Then one of the assistants came out and I asked whether everybody was here already and she said no and told me to bring my child inside and that I should come in too. I left everything in the car since I was going to follow them. When I got in, I showed the teacher my eye and I explained I think it was in that condition because something had fallen in it. 
She said not to worry. I insisted. But do you know why I'm showing it to you? If you want, I can just stay. I do not want anyone to feel uncomfortable thinking it was it is something else. And she said, no, you stay close to us and do not worry about it. Then we got inside the classroom and there were three other students besides my child, plus the teacher and the assistants, and no parents and no other kids. One of the assistants gave me half of her coffee. Everybody was extremely happy and nice. And then the teacher announced, it is time to go. So we started walking to the parking lot, and as we got out and I was going to head to my car, she goes, you come in the red van with us. And I said, are you sure? I was thinking I will just follow you. And she said, no, just come with us. Two of the students that were coming are not here today, so we have extra room. And I say, oh, thank you ran out to my car to get my backpack and my child's lunchbox. And I ended up going with them, sitting in the front seat, not having to drive my car all by myself, not having to pay for the entrance ticket, not having to worry about the empty tank, not having to even pay for the gas for this trip. It was a very pleasant trip, getting to know my child's teachers on a more personal level talking about various topics, even being silly at times. The kids were extremely well behaved. We got there and the Sequarium parking lot was totally empty. Only some of the parents and their kids were there. And the other ones arrived shortly after that. It ended up being that apparently they decided to just go straight to the park and take their kids with them. I guess they did that to save time. I am not sure. But to me, it was more important for my child to have the full experience of the field trip, even if it was going to mean a waste of time and gasoline. Since we live south and the school is 20 minutes north of our house and the park is about an hour and a half south of our house. But spending all that extra time and extra driving was never even an issue in my mind. All that mattered to me was the fullest experience possible for my child. For the first couple of hours, the park was almost completely just for us. It started to get full when we were about to leave. So it truly was an out-of-this-world delightful experience. They had announced rain for that day, so I was about, so I was thinking about it for a few days and thinking, no, it is not possible that something so beautiful and so expected is going to get spoiled by the rain. So I was kind of trusting that it was going to be just fine. And early that morning, around 3 or 4 a.m., very heavy rain. And I remember me thinking, oh no, this is not possible. The kids are supposed to have a beautiful day. Then I kept there, laying on my bed, and about 6 a.m., the heaviest sudden rain I have ever seen. And I was like, what? And then I remembered that for the past week, whenever we would get on, a, on the highway in, a, in the morning to go to school, 
and there was heavy, almost not moving traffic, I would tell my child, let's see how we can ease out this traffic. And it had worked every time. All of a sudden, every single time, it was as if that traffic had never even been there. And we got to school in record time without any worries, without any stress, every time. And every time on my way back home, I would still see the miles and miles of stock, totally non-moving traffic still there. But we were miraculously out of it. So I remember that and said in loud voice, let's ease out this weather. Now I do not, I do not remember if I said it out loud or if I said it in a very loudly manner in my mind's voice. But I know I said it with all my being. And all I know is that it was the most beautiful sunny day, sunny but breezy. Perfect for a place like that. All the kids were perfect. All of them were very happy. All the parents were happy. The teachers were very pleased. We got back to school in a perfect in perfect timing, almost at the end of this missile. The other parents with their kids went straight home from the park. My child and I went back to school with the classmates and teachers and had time to go home, have a snack, relax a little, and go to a 6 to 7 p.m. exercise class. And even though I thought the exhaustion would act against performance and behavior, it ended up being perfect. We got back home, ate, took a shower, played a little, and then without many issues, my child cleaned up, went to bed, and fell asleep. Today, my child has been full of energy the whole day, and something totally unexpected by me, by the way, has been following along and doing an excellent job everywhere. So, without me expecting any of this, well, the only thing I was expecting and hoping was that they would let me go with them to the aquarium trip. Just let me go with them. But then all these miracles, one after another, totally unexpected, totally unimagined, started to happen out of nowhere. And even the idea and the possibility of this trip came out of nowhere. I found out later that it was not something planned. It originated in my child's teacher's mind because, because of an unexpected gift the class received from somebody. And since they were learning about marine habitats, it was the perfect place to go. And I ended up having a blissful experience with well-behaved, happy kids. It was totally awesome. Thank you. The trip to a 3.5 hour away country by airplane. Every time my child and I go to this very loft place, 2.5 hours away from us by car, we can see the only elevations that exist in our entire area. I am sure my child could notice the landscape a little different, but did not know how to express it. 
Just within this past year, my child's vocabulary has started to build up a little. And around two months before the end of last school year, they learned the word mountain at school. So our next trip to that very loved place was particularly special for me for two reasons. One, when we passed by one of those garbage hills, my child suddenly said mountain. And this was the very first time I heard my child use that word. Plus, it was one of the very first times my child had been able to use a word learned in school in real life. And two, in that moment, I realized we needed to go to the real place. We needed to go to where my child could feel what a mountain is and sense the special energy one feels when being immersed in such beauty. I think this very special moment was the reason, the fuel, that made me start thinking in action terms. Honestly, all my life since I moved to this area, I have been missing the mountains, and especially the first two years after all this started to happen to me, it has been a great need for me to see the mountains again, to feel them. So. I guess I could not tolerate the fact that my child was misusing such special term to refer to the landfill hills. Every time we drove by those hills after that, I would say, this is not a mountain, child of mine. One day I will take you to see real mountains, I promise. At that point, I had no idea how we would be able to do that, where to go, and especially, I could never imagine we would be traveling so soon. I have always stressed out a lot about taking my child to places. Not so much anymore, I have to admit. But before it was always hugely stressful to me, even to go to a store or a restaurant nearby. The way my child's body did not respond properly the first years of his life, then my child started to grow and the behaviors and body movements were not the same as of those, uh, those of someone the same age. The way that many things would trigger spontaneous and many times disruptive behaviors, especially when around people or in enclosed places, in stores, when standing in line, when the music was loud, etc., etc. Then the fact that after I realized what was going on with my child, I decided to follow the path of a very strict natural diet where everything is made at home, combined with the fact that my child is very selective in terms of food. All of this causes us going places to be something much more than an adventure. At the same time, I have always been of the opinion that we better endure things sooner than later and that we need to be able to live a normal life and the more exposed my child is to things and experiences, the more and the faster learning will take place. And when I started taking my child places as early as one year old, I started to notice that somehow there was a tremendous expansion in awareness every time. My child's ability to incorporate new skills would incre increase 
and so forth and so on. And I always thought that we needed to do it now because later when my child became an adult, it would probably be too late to begin. Anyways, we have never stayed home because my child would act one way or another. But I always made sure that either my father and his wife or my brother would go with us. I was worried that if something happened to me or if whatever unforeseen event took place, etc., I would need somebody else to make sure my child would be fine. Plus, with all the special diets, etc., being by myself would not be enough to carry everything, plus make sure I could control the spontaneous behaviors and always the fact that other people sometimes do not understand and may get upset stresses me a big deal. One day, out of the blue, I truly do not know out of where because this would have never occurred to me in my sane mind. <laughs> but anyways, that day, out of the blue, the idea of being in an airplane with my child and going through all that experience, experience was placed in my mind. But where? How? I guess my child's sudden interest in the mountains made me think it would have to be a place where we could see them. But at the same time, I wanted it to be a very short trip, non-stop, since I was nervous about many things. Bathroom, handling things, finding places, my child's behavior, the other people, etc. The fact that a couple of months before I had reconnected with my school friend who lives in that 3.5 hour away country by airplane and that she insisted that we go visit and that she would drive us and take vacation and cook for us, etc., made me decide to go. Since it would be just the airport airplane experience in a 3.5 hour flight, so we could be taken care of here since my brother and my mom would be with us till the last minute at the airport and my friend would be greeting us there and be with us the whole time till our return. Despite all of that, I was still very undecided, nervous, and stressed about it. But all of that changed the minute the first beautiful angel appeared in our lives. Once the intention was in place and the real hope to do it germinated within me, it was literally as if something in the universe was switched to the on position, which then made a very complex but at the same time extremely simple mechanism of many different pieces, big and small, that perfectly fit and work together to begin the beautiful motion process toward the completion of a dream. First, my friend reappearing after about 18 years and using all her kindness and willpower to pull us out of our comfort zone and make me start thinking about this dream in very real terms. Then, it was my child's teacher at school not the same I talk about in the Sequarium experience. 
another one. My child's teacher for the prior two years, a true angel in our lives, an incredible human being who was always willing to help me in every possible way so I could have better tools to be able to help my child. I always felt very comfortable in talking with her about anything related to my child. And the minute I told her about the idea of getting on an airplane and how I wanted to give my child this experience, and at the same time how even the simple thought of it caused me to stress so much, in that instant, this teacher, without the slightest hesitation, suggested that we should visit someone. And the teacher said she was sure this person would be more than willing to help us. And not only that, she even took the time to contact this person first. So then it would be easier for me, an extremely shy person, to get in contact with her and see how she could help us. And in this simple way, another true angel appeared in our lives, just like that. And from the first minute I spoke to her on the phone, I could sense this was a very special person. But I was never able to even imagine how truly special this person was and all the beautiful and miraculous things that would unfold for us in the months prior to and during our trip until we came back. From that point forward, what I do not have any other way to describe but as an invasion of angels started to appear in our lives. Many friends and family members that helped us in the most amazing ways, from showering us with monetary gifts that completely covered the expenses of our trip, to taking us and picking us from the airport, to offering lots of advice about packing things and tricks to make the airport experience much easier for me and my child, to giving us many things we would need in our trip. From someone not too close to me sending me a huge bag full of very comfortable and nice clothes that fitted me perfectly, to a mortgage company sending me a check, a check out of the blue for something related to a house that I used to own 10 years ago. From me thinking it would be nice if I could find one of those small travel bags where you put all the personal care items and when you go get to the place, you just open the zipper and it has a hanger and it looks like a little cabinet where you keep everything at your fingertips. In a very nice way, I had seen, I had seen an old one my dad has, but was never interested since we don't travel far. So the idea came to me and I had been looking for it in every store we went to, but had not been able to find one. So I completely forgot about it. And one day, as I was helping my cousin pack, since she was moving to another house, there was a pile of items that she no longer needed. And she told me to take whatever I would like. And as I looked at the items, there it was, a brand new one, still in its original package exactly as the one I was looking for, and my cousin had no idea I wanted one of those, 
to many family members and friends offering to take care of our two dogs while we were gone. And the main thing that everyone showered us with was love. Lots and lots of love. Chapter 9 Abundance A Bottomless Pit of Blessings and Miracles Our Two Senior Dogs Yes, from everything mentioned before, to even an almost stranger that helped us to take care of the last problem that could prevent us from actually going on the trip. I, kind of by accident, mentioned to her about the dream of our trip and how everything was coming along. But the only thing that was stopping us now was the care of our two senior dogs. The trip would take 11 days and I did not feel comfortable about bothering anyone with this because I knew how busy everybody was. At the same time, I did not want to put our dogs in one of those pet hotels. I had tried it once before, just for a couple of days, and was completely sure I did not want to put our dogs through that experience ever again. Plus, since they were already old, they had many issues that would make me totally unable to allow somebody to keep them at their house. <coughs> well, but with this almost stranger, it was totally different. That coincidence of the two of us being on the same sidewalk at the same time of the conversation to flow so seamlessly of how happy this lady was, of how interested she was in us to be able to fulfill our dream. So when the conversation got to the point of me started starting to mention about the dogs just for the sake of it, of it because that was about the only thing that had been in my mind lately. This lady, this almost stranger, just said, bring them to my house. To which I reacted by being instantly paralyzed, almost not believing what I was hearing. And I say almost because things were a little different this time. I was too far along in the process of dealing with this invasion of angels as to not to realize that perhaps, most likely, this was another piece to complete the whole. So I went on with the conversation, honestly, knowing how I know me. I can tell you that in a previous stage of my life, that conversation would not have even taken place but I was able to recognize the probability of, be, of that being another angel meant or sent to help us to complete this dream. At the moment this conversation took place, I wasn't even looking for anything. I was happily walking around my mom's neighborhood, enjoying the air, enjoying the clouds, enjoying the beautiful day. 
and the whole sequence appeared in front of me as if by magic, out of nowhere. And the sequence of words back and forth and the very fluid flow of the conversation. So even though I said that no way, I cannot bother her with this, I cannot do that, and explain how old our dogs were and the things that she would need to go through, this almost stranger insisted and said, why don't you bring them one day to visit and see how do they get along with my dog inside my house? And there was no way that I could continue to offer resistance to the kindness of this almost stranger, to the kindness, kindness of this beautiful being. So the day came when I took the dogs to her house. And what I saw was totally amazing. Her place was as if the house belonged to the dog and the human was just a visitor there. So many toys so many dog beds. Everything was arranged around the needs and the likes of the dog. And the three dogs got along together very well and this almost stranger did not seem to mind any of the arguments that I had explained to try to convince her about how hard it would be to, for her to keep the three dogs. All I could get from this almost stranger was always a smile, always a welcoming attitude, and even refused to charge me anything to keep the dogs there. Absolutely nothing. The angel introduced to us by my child's teacher. This person is extremely busy, and after our first contact, she took the time to communicate with me, both via emails and phone calls, to see what would be the most ideal ways she could help my child. She took great care in finding out the details of our trip, so whatever she could do on her end would be the most beneficial to my child. And we started communicating back in April, and the trip would take place in June and would last 11 days. And school was out at the beginning of May, so she suggested that in order not to disrupt my child's school life so much, and in order not to do this too close to our departure, which would end up being more stressful than helpful for me, and in order to do this as close to our trip as possible, so everything was fresher in my child's mind, she suggested that we do it toward the end of May. I asked about how long we should plan for our visit to be, just to coordinate the rest of our activities that day, and I thought she would say 15 to 30 minutes, and I was very surprised when she suggested that we planned for about two hours. And I was delighted about her ability to put herself in both our, of our shoes and analyze every little detail and offered a very meaningful idea, but I was even more delighted at her willingness to spend so much time thinking about us and trying to plan the best possible experience for my child. So the day we agreed on came. 
and I was expecting a quick tour through some of the waiting areas of the airport. I was expecting her to maybe show my child some aspects of going up to the ticket counter, etc. <clears throat> but how far it was from what, were, what we were going to experience. The attention to details was impressive. The thoughtfulness was just unbelievable. The attention we received from so many people there that day was just totally overwhelming. Everything we got to see, to experience, so much love from everyone, so many smiles, so many nice people, so much advice and so many suggestions to me to make our experience easier, so much love and care to my child. And when we went to, into her office, she even had pictures on the wall of my child and his classmates when they went there on a field trip the previous year. I felt I was walking or floating on top of a cloud or something. I am not going to talk about the specific and amazing details of this magnificent and unforgettable two hours because it would be just too much to mention. And honestly, I prefer to keep that in a very special place inside my heart. In that very special place where I keep my most precious treasures. And we talked so much that day. She got to know part of my truest feelings about my child and our ex experience in this life together. And at that, and at some point she said that yes, she was doing all of that for my child, but she was doing it even more for me because she wanted me to ease most of my stress and because she could tell from the very beginning that I was an incredible human being and because I was raising a wonderful child just for that. That day, all my emotions were at the very surface of my skin, tears of joy sometimes, and other times tears of truly not believing how these wonderful people could be so extremely nice to us and so thoughtful and so loving. And we left that place feeling so excited, feeling so fulfilled. My child was feeling the owner of that place, was definitely the owner of all of those hearts and souls during the time he was there. <coughs> and it and if that would have been all that these wonderful people did for us, and if that would have been all that this beautiful angel did for us, it would have been way more than anyone would have ever expected, much more than anyone would be able to dream about. But no, that was not all. Many emails would follow one saying that she had contacted the manager of the airport from which we needed to depart and that she was assured that we would be taken care of there. Another one saying that she contacted the manager of the airline in which we were flying and that they would make sure we would have the most pleasant experience. And how totally unbelievable everything was to me is completely beyond description. 
And the only thing I could do in the midst of all my awe and all my, amaze my amazement was to just say yes to everything that was coming our way. I did not know how to handle any of that or how to express my total appreciation for everything they were doing. What could I do? What could I possibly say to somehow balance so much that was coming from them? Nothing. Just let myself float and follow and send love to every single one of them. And on a Friday, she emails me to say that she and the crew wanted to give my child a gift and she wanted to know if it was okay with me. And I was totally jaw-dropped. But more? What is this? And there was no way I could say no to so much kindness. As I typed this, I remember how I was an expert at that in my previous life. An expert at blocking everything that was trying to reach me. Because of my rigidity. Because of my lack of self-worthiness. Because of how deeply I truly believed and uh, was totally sure that I did not deserve anything. And for some magical reason, none of this was possible for me anymore. Even the thought of it was nowhere to be found in my mind at all. It is as if I was totally a different person. It is as if I was observing me from out of my body and could not believe what I was seeing. There was no way I could put even the smallest barrier to what was coming to me. So much love. And now that I remember, I told her exactly that in my email. That there was no way I could say no. Not for the gift itself, which at that point I did not know what it was, but because I could sense from the very beginning all the love that was flowing and overflowing for, from them towards us. And I knew all of that kindness came from the purest depths of their souls. She told me that they wanted to give a small tablet to my child so the airport and flight journeys would be easier for me and that they wanted to know which cartoons or which apps I approved, approved of so they could download them for my child. Could you believe this? We had never had a tablet. And even though I thought it was a great idea, going to purchase one or even someone giving us one would have created such stress in me at that point because I truly do not like following directions to figure out anything. I am more of a sensing and feeling type of person. But this, this was a miracle. Not only were they so thoughtful as to having the idea of getting the tablet for my child to make everything easier for us, but they went to the extreme thoughtfulness of even wanting to download things for us. And the following Sunday, she calls me early in the morning. I did not hear the phone, so she emailed me. Then I called her back. Basically, she wanted us to stop by, and we were out of town, so we agreed that we were stopping by on our way back. 
which would be pretty much at night time. She said it did not matter because she would be there all night. When we got there, several of them came out. It was a brand new tablet that they had been charging all day, so it was ready to go. They had done all the necessary steps, setups for me, gave me all the information of all the things they had set up, had downloaded the things that my child liked. They stayed with us for a while. They just wanted to see and feel and enjoy all the happiness of my child and my amazement. I just wanted them to feel my appreciation and yes, my love. I could not hold it inside of me. That feeling in my chest, it was just flowing and flowing. And we left and none of my relatives and friends could believe any of that. And the day of the flight came, and my mom and my brother went with us to the airport. We had to travel to a different city, and my brother had been in many airports and many flights before, and I could see the total amazement in his face. As soon as we entered the airport, someone approached us to greet us and guide us and took us to the next place and we, that we needed to go. And someone there said, oh, you are so-and-so. And they shook my, hand, my child's hand and I could tell my child was feeling extremely joyful and important. And they helped us um, in the process and we sat down in the waiting area and my brother just said, this is simply unbelievable. <laughs> and then the time came when we had to enter the next area and my mom and my brother could not go there. So we had to say goodbye and my child was very centered about everything and I was very calmed. Then in the next room, then at the next stage and then in the next everyone helping us and addressing my child by name. How did they know? It is clear they had been expecting us. And when we finally entered the airplane, oh, my child, and me too, I have to admit, was walking on clouds. They made us go in earlier so my child could settle into it. And as we faced the entrance of the plane, the whole crew was standing there with beautiful smiles on their faces, waving and greeting us and telling my child, oh, you must be so-and-so, and shaking hands and saying, welcome, so-and-so. And my child was so happy. And one of the stewardesses took us to our seats and explained many things to us and assured me everything was going to be fine. And as everyone else boarded the plane, and as the plane was ready to lift off, a stream of memories of all the beautiful people and circumstances that blessed us with their love and their kindness to make sure this dream would come true kept flowing and flowing through me. And tears of appreciation and joy and love kept flowing and flowing from me. And as the plane lifted, I was amazed to see that even though I was expecting my child to cover the ears and be stressed out, 
all I could hear was the most happy wee and I was totally delighted to see that such joyful exclamation was coming out of the happiest face I have ever seen my child's face covered with a smile from forehead to jaw and from ear to ear that split second moment was enough for me to instantly realize that everything absolutely everything that had happened in my life before every stress every effort every thought every person that crossed our paths to try to help us in why, one way or another every coincidence every single thing had been worth it just to see such an expression and such joy in my child and unbelievable opportunities for learning and increase in my child's awareness popped up throughout both flights and in every day we, we spend away from home beautiful experiences astonishing views and the day of our return arrived and my friend and her son went with us to the airport in that 3.5 hour away country and they stay with us till the last place they could go to and the moment to say goodbye came and I was very calmed and my child was incredibly well behaved and to be completely honest I have to say that even though we stayed in that country only 11 days the experience was so delightful we visited so many places we felt so much love in the people we met our emotions were so constantly on the surface of our skin on the surface of every cell of our bodies we lived everything so intensely and so beautifully that those 11 days felt as if they were truly at least a year everything from back home felt far away in our memory I felt as if I had been somehow emptied out I felt much lighter it was a much bigger airport than the ones we had been before and as we were walking and following the signs to find the appropriate airline the thoughts about all the help we had received from all those people back home kept flowing through my mind and my body but everything felt very distant like when one is daydreaming like floating and we got there and before we were able to find a place to sit I see a lady approaching me and saying my name in the language of that 3.5 hour away country a language that I know very well from having been very fluent in it in a previous stage of my life a language that I love so much and I am sure she was able to see the surprise on my face and how puzzled I was from seeing someone approaching me by name in that language in the middle of that airport so far from home and she quickly explained that that beautiful angel back home had contacted her a couple of weeks ago explaining her about us and asking her to help us in our way back 
and I just told her how much I appreciated all of that and how incredible this person back home was and all the thoughtfulness and all the love and how unbelievable it was that this lady in that faraway country remembered to do something she was asked to do two weeks before by someone she probably didn't even know for two simple people that do not know anybody that were just trying to live life in love and joy and happiness and they truly helped us a great deal reassigned seats to us so my child would be in a more calm area and as we entered the plane exactly the same the whole crew at the door greeting us and calling my child by name and shaking hands and checking on us periodically throughout the flight and making sure I was fine. Now I realized that they all knew they needed to pay more attention to me than to my child. That I was the one that was stressed out about so many things. And I am totally thankful for every one of the beautiful angels that crossed our lives during all those months. Some for a very short time. Some stayed with us longer but they all had a very crucial role in the completion of this wonderful dream. And I still hear in my soul the exclamations of my child so many times in each flight as the plane went a little bit up or a little bit down or all the way up or all the way down. And deep down inside of me, I know that they were all with me and could clearly hear and rejoice in each beautiful wee that came out of my child's happy face, of my child's happy being. Deep down inside of me, I know that that is why they did it, just for that beautiful moment, just for that beautiful feeling. And all I can say is, like my child usually, usually says, we did it. Thank you.